about. This is all about us. That this is our heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me. And God said it. Amen. Lord bless you for standing for the reading of the word of the Lord. You may be seated. <clears throat> I want to preach to you for a few moments this morning. And uh, from this subject, I'm going to take my subject from the first few words of this scripture. No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. Amen. When we talk about weapons today, a lot has uh, been said in the recent months, even the recent years about weapons, and uh, I am glad today that we live in a free country, and I am glad uh, that I have the opportunity and the privilege to live in the United States of America. Now, I'm not satisfied with everything that is going on, but I still believe it's the best place in the world to live. And I haven't been in a lot of different countries across the world, but I have been in some. And I tell you what, I've always been glad to get back home. Amen. And uh, I am thankful for the men and uh, the women who have served this country and given their lives for the freedom that we have today. It is a privilege that we should never take for granted. There are those who take it very lightly. There are those who do not think a lot of it. There are those who would like to take it away today. But I am glad uh, for the ones who stood up and fought for our freedom to give us the opportunity to even worship today. Amen. Amen. To worship uh, Jesus Christ our Savior. And uh, <clears throat> this country has fallen away from its biblical principles with, from which it was founded upon, but it's still a great place to live. One of the freedoms that we have today is the freedom to have and to uh, bear arms. And uh, this is a tremendous freedom, and it gives us a lot of, uh, some people like to collect, uh, firearms and some people like to shoot them and uh, I can remember a few years ago uh, <clears throat> Brother Duplessis uh, had had a, a gun that he had bought and uh, Brother Charles Samuel Duplessis and myself uh, he was gone so we took it upon ourselves to borrow that gun and uh, we went out and we started shooting it and when we got back we, uh, or when he got back, we was excited about because we got his new pistol and we was out there shooting it. He said, I've never shot that gun before. I said, but we have. And uh, <clears throat> we wasn't supposed to shoot it, but we did. We enjoyed it, but we uh, got in trouble for doing so. But there are those who, who like to uh, collect and um, like to have uh, these things in, in the country that we live in. We have that, that privilege. There is weapons that are being created today that uh, is protecting our privilege that we have. It is amazing when you start reading some of the things that they have today and the weaponry that they have and things that they're able to do uh, with these different weapons. And uh, used to be uh, 
uh, back in biblical times, it was hand to hand and it was uh, uh, sword to sword and spear to spear and and uh, and uh, as David would put it, slingshot to forehead. But uh, things have changed and uh, people has has uh, developed uh, different ways and different tactics and uh, weaponry has come a long way. And uh, from the day of, of spear and slingshot and uh, sword and, and uh, even bow and arrow and uh, the old musket guns and the old cannons that they had. And uh, now they have laser guided missiles and was heat seeking missiles and, and all of these different things and, and uh, uh, put on things that you can see. Uh, video and and, and uh, position yourself and see the enemy coming. Uh, even so, that that they have drones now. That's a big thing that's uh, been been talked about recently, and uh, they are able to fly them from uh, Houston, even on the other side of the world. And it's amazing the things that they are able to come up with. But that. Weaponry is not what we are dealing with today, but we are, we are, the scripture says that the weapons of our warfare is not carnal. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter number 10 and verse number 3 through 5, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And the Scripture tells us, the Apostle Paul says that, that though we are in the flesh, our real battle and our real war and what we are fighting against is not after the flesh. And he said our weapons are not built after the flesh. They are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, even to the pulling down of strongholds. It's able to cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought. I want to tell you today there's a lot of wars that are going on in the inside people's minds. Amen. The devil will will war against you. He will he will allow things to, to get on your mind and it becomes part of your spirit and it's just an ongoing battle. It's the adversary that, that uh, does not let you rest at night and does not let you uh, ease your mind. How many has ever laid in bed and just tumbled and tossed all night long? And uh, I told uh, last, last time I preached, I told about me eating cinnamon rolls every morning. I'm going to tell on Brother Dale this morning. And um, I did not have them. My wife forgot them. And uh, I wound up cooking some of those frozen biscuits. And I blamed that on the reason why I was preaching like I was. 
And so he sent me and uh, my wife a note and said, whatever you do, don't forget the cinnamon rolls any longer. And uh, so I did have cinnamon rolls, but I had a rough night last night. And uh, tossing and turning all night kind of made me angry that my wife could sleep, so I woke her up to be miserable with me. And uh, she said, why don't you go downstairs and sit in the chair and read the Bible? I said, my mind's going too fast, I can't even read the Bible tonight. And uh, so I got up this morning, and I did have my cinnamon rolls, but I burned them. And so it's not been a good day. <laughs> but um, the weapons, the weapons that we have, and the things that we are fighting against, the devil, there are, there are drugs today that they are creating not to help your body, but to affect your mind. And I can remember... I can remember back in uh, about 88, I went to the dentist and they had come up with this new uh, deal that they had. And it was called the comfort machine. I don't know if any of y'all ever, ever uh, tried that or not. But, but they were able to uh, do uh, uh, work on your teeth without it hurting. They called it, you just do it in total comfort. I, and uh, it didn't work real good for me. But, but they had this little electrode deal that they would hook on the opposite side of your, your mouth to a tooth and uh, from the opposite side that they were working on. And they gave you this little box with this little dial in it and they would turn up the dial as the pain increased. And uh, it would cause a little vibration over there on the opposite side of your head from where they were working and it would attract your brain. That's what it was supposed to do, to get your mind off of what they were doing on to what was going on on the other side. And uh, so, so I was sitting there, and, and I was nervous, and, and uh, the dentist makes me nervous. And uh, I've never been one to really like to go. I go because I need to, and I feel like if there ain't nothing hurting, why go try to get something fixed? And uh, they were working on my teeth one day, and I, start, I said, ho, 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 you're hurting me cleaning my teeth and uh, they said does that hurt I said yes it hurts stop that and uh, so they started working on them again it started hurting again I said you don't understand that hurts I'm used to sticking metal objects in my mouth and uh, those things that grind on your teeth but but this this thing was supposed to get your attention off of what was going on and uh, the dentist looked at me and said, how's it going? I said, hmm. I said, it, you know, they want to talk to you. Right, he got him out wide open, you know, and carry on a nice long conversation. And uh, I said, it, it's not feeling too good. And uh, he said, turn it up. I said, I got it turned up. And I was sitting there, man, I felt like my whole head was shaking. And I had that thing turned all the way up. He said, oh, you can't turn it that high. That's the reason why you're hurting. So he started over, but it, it didn't work real good for me. But the devil tries to affect your mind. That's the reason why there is so many drugs today to alter your mind. There is drugs today to speed up your thinking process. Drugs today to uh, slow down the thinking process. There's drugs today to wake you up. There's drugs today to put you to sleep. Uh, there's drugs that will make you think about the things that you need to remember. And there's drugs that make you forget about anything that you would think about. And so they are mind-altering. Why does people get on drugs? It's because 
They're trying to tune out from the things that are going on around them and what they are facing. And I want to tell you today, church, that there is an adversary, the devil, that would like to tell you that you need that same process going on in your life. Amen. But you don't need that process going on in your life. Amen. I, I want to tell you it's not God's will for you to be depressed. People say it's a chemical imbalance, it's a sickness, and that's, that's what we've heard from the shrink, that that's what it is and that's what's going on. But I, I tell you what it is, God will heal your mind. God will touch your body. And I want to tell you, God's still a healer of all manner of art diseases. And if you want to believe that it's a chemical imbalance and you want to believe that it is a sickness from the outside that's attacked you, I want to tell you that God is still a miracle worker. God is still able to heal. God is still able to set free. Amen. The God that I serve has more power than the devil. Amen. 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 So the devil is attacking our mind and destruction of strongholds let me let me talk to you about a few things about second corinthians chapter 10 and verse number three through five it says oh we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal amen destruction of strongholds we destroy the reasoning of pagan philosophers and even Jewish rabbis, their dogma are nullified by the Word of God and by the fact of the Gospel. Amen. They, these, this Gospel that we have and that we preach is able to pull down and even demolish the strongholds of the enemy. We put to flight the demon powers and armies that rise against the banner. And we do this by raising the banner of the cross of Jesus Christ. The death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The number two is a casting down of imaginations. We demolish all theories reasonings in any high system of ethnic religion, mythology, and uh, the, the doctrines of philosophers who have came up, and uh, Greek mythology, and all of these things that boast of gods and lords. And we bring them down by the gospel of the crucified and risen Savior, Jesus Christ, bringing into captivity every thought Amen. Amen. We can bring into captivity every thought and to the obedience of Jesus Christ. What is wrong with this world today is in our minds and our imaginations. You look, you look back a few weeks ago, I preached about uh, them building the tower to heaven, the tower of Babel. And, uh, and the scripture still tells us that that they were going to do everything that they could imagine or think because they had an unholy unity working together. 
The imaginations and the thought process of this world is wicked and perverse. We are living in a wicked and a perverse generation. You look at what Hollywood is producing. It is corrupt. It is filthy. It is ungodly. Every imagination known to man. Amen. They are thinking it up and polluting our minds and polluting our children's minds and polluting uh, this world that we live in. Amen. It's by the thought process of mankind. We look today at what's going on, but I want to tell you what's bigger than the thoughts and the imaginations of man is the God that we serve today that is still mighty, that is still powerful, that is still victorious, that is still the almighty God that is in control of the very affairs of mankind. Just this week, I was reading the newspaper. They were talking about someone who they had arrested for pornography, child pornography. And uh, they said that the, the, uh, the, the uh, uh, leaders there, the ones who went in, uh, to the home and started going through the things uh, that this man had. They found a whole new realm uh, of the way that this man was promoting his activity and fulfilling his lustful desires. Uh, they said it was appalling what was going on and the new way, the new twist that this has taken about. Uh, amen. Why is that? Because the thought process of man is mixed up. The thought process of man is all scrambled. I want to tell you what's wrong with some of our teenagers today is when they get to a certain age, their thought process gets scrambled. It gets mixed up. It gets, it gets, uh, it gets turned on and turned away from God into the world system by what the world is promoting. But I come to tell you today that there is a God that is able to destroy the very thought process of mankind and bring into captivity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I tell you young and old alike, male and female alike, there is this thing called the Internet that we have. And uh, uh, it's a good tool to be used, but it also causes, it has very, very bad things and will take you very bad places and you can accomplish uh, whatever your mind thinks about. You can find it uh, on the world wide web. Amen. And I, I, I encourage you parents to hear me. Now this is kind of got, I know you think I'm an old fogey, uh, but you should not put these tools in the hands of your children because you are destroying their mind, their thought process. And it allows them to, you, you know where you was when you were 16 years old. Amen. You know what your mind was dwelling on. Amen. The very minds, the devil has come in to work, to destroy. Amen. He's come in to, to devour the very mind, the thought process of our young people I wonder today is there any parents that says hey I want to take up the weapons of God I want to fight for 
my family. I want to fight for my children. In some ways, the best way to fight is to just stand up and be a parent and say no. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. By saying no, you could save their innocence. By saying no, you could save their life. By saying no, you could help them be the Christian that they need to be. Bringing into captivity every thought. We take every thought prisoner and lead it into captivity to obey Christ. Lasciviousness, vain and evil thoughts of all kinds are brought down and made obedient to His law. That includes any thinking which is contrary to the virtue and the purity and the righteousness of God. I want to tell you today, you need to protect yourself from the enemy on the internet. This is not my message today, but that has a lot to do with our thought process. Amen. Having in readiness to avenge all disobedience. We stand at all times ready, so to speak, and to oppose those who are opposing the gospel of Jesus Christ. After separating ourselves from them, the whole picture here is not that of the strong fortified cities. The enemy will make his cities and his last stand. He will fortify them. He will build uh, embankments around them. He will build walls around them. He will build towers upon them trying to protect what he has already captured. But I want to tell you by the blood of Jesus Christ, the devil is not able to stand against the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is a strong tower. Amen. That the righteous can run into and are saved. Amen. Our weapons are not of this carnal world. Let's talk about the weapons and the armor of God. We can go to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 10. The Apostle Paul again says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I want to tell you today, when you are the highest of the high in your walk with God, you're still going to wrestle against spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. Where did David fall to sin? It was not when he was a shepherd boy. It was not when he was fighting Goliath. It was not when he was one of Saul's servants. But when he fell to sin and the temptation of sin. Where when he was at the pinnacle of his life. He was a king. He had won many battles. He had fought in many areas and had conquered. Amen. He was 
was so mighty and so powerful that when the kings went out to do war, David stayed at home because he was at the pinnacle of his success. There is never a time, saint of God, that you will ever get to a place in your life where you can fold your hands and sit on your hands and say, I've got it made. Nothing's going to bother me. Nothing is going to tempt me. Nothing is going to discourage me. At the very pinnacle of your walk with God, you're still going to fight against principles and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. Amen. You look at this and it says that, that we wrestle not for, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places wherefore now this is what the apostle says wherefore take unto you the whole armor of god that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and when you've done all that you can to stand the scripture said in verse number 14 when having done all to stand just keep on a standing having your loins girt about with truth and having the breastplate of righteousness I tell you the reason why the devil attacks truth so often and so furious because that is a, the, the girt that girts our loins we are to have ourselves girded about with truth so the devil tries to attack truth where we have no foundation to stand on amen if we're not built upon the foundations of the apostles and the prophets we have nothing amen like brother Dixon was said we built upon quicksand if we are not built upon truth amen you are to fight for truth with everything that is within you young people don't ever forget that hero Israel the Lord our God is still one Lord don't ever forget that the scripture said come out from among them and be ye separate thus saith the Lord touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you don't ever let go of truth Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't ever slack up on truth. Don't ever back up on truth. Don't ever compromise truth. Amen. Truth has got to mean everything to you. If it does not mean everything to you, it will mean absolutely nothing to you. Wherefore, taking the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all stand, just keep on a standing. Have your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, 
and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Let me back up just a minute and touch on this just a little bit. Amen. We are to take on the whole armor of God. But with all the armor of God and everything that God has to offer to protect us from the adversary that's coming against us, then He tells us, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto. So this tells me that we must continue to pray. You can have the sword, but if you're not praying the sword... You're not going to have strength enough to even swing the sword. You can have the helmet of salvation, but without prayer, the helmet has no protection for your spiritual well-being. Amen. Without prayer, you cannot live a holy, a righteous, and a dedicated life. Amen. You still got to pray. How often do you pray? You pray every day. Amen. You wonder why you struggle in living for God. How long has it been since you picked up the Holy Ghost hotline and said, Hey God, not needing anything today, but just wanted to give you a call to tell you, Man, I'm in love with you. I want to tell you, you'll find yourself getting stronger. The adversary is coming. Amen. The, the enemy is going to knock on your door. It's going to knock on my door. It's going to knock on your door. It's going to knock on your brother and sister's door because that's the nature of the beast. But I want to be prepared when he comes to my house knocking. I want to meet him at the door with some weapons. Amen. The spiritual warfare that is able to take care of the adversary of my soul. Hallelujah. Everybody give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Everybody fights battles. Amen. Everybody goes through trials. Everybody has temptations. Everybody has days that they're not as strong as they was the day before. Everybody has days where they get stronger. To everyone, sickness is going to come. Amen. To everyone, heartache is going to come. To everyone, there's going to be a day where there's not enough money to pay the bills. To everyone, there's going to be a day where your children don't want to listen to what you say. To everyone, there's going to be a heartache when you go in and you find that you no longer have a job. To everyone, there's going to be a day when you come home to your husband and wife and they're in a bad mood. Can I get a witness? Well, let's don't get a witness on that. Amen. To everyone, there's going to be trouble. There's going to be opposition. There's going to be heartache. There's going to be disappointment. How many has ever been disappointed in life? We all, I think that's about a hundred percent. We've all had disappointments. Amen. But there is one thing that I've never been disappointed with in my life. And that is a day that I gave my heart and my soul to Jesus Christ. I've never regretted it. I've never wanted to back up. Yes, I've been 
been discouraged. Yes, I've had bad days. Yes, I've had trouble. Yes, I've had heartache. Amen. But there's still something inside of me that tells me to go on. There's still something inside of me that says no weapon that is formed against me is ever going to prosper. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. So heartache is coming. Trouble is coming. Discouragement is coming. Amen. Dark clouds is coming. Rain is coming. The drought is coming. But what we need to do, we need to prepare ourselves for what is coming. Because it does not have to catch you unaware and unprepared. But when it comes your way, the devil can look when he starts trying to build his fortress against your home. Amen. The devil will look and he'll see the helmet of salvation. He'll see you standing on the truth of God's word. He'll look in your hand and he'll see a Bible, the word of God in your hand that does not have any dust on it. Amen. That you're able to swing with power because you've been in a prayer room somewhere because you've been on your face talking to God because you've been pushing the plate back because you've been faithful to the house of God and the devil sees somebody that's well and fit and able to war against him amen and the devil gets scared and the devil starts backing up and the devil starts changing his mind I come to tell somebody today the devil's come against you but no weapon I said no weapon did you hear me this morning I said no weapon that the devil can come against you with is going to prosper hallelujah hallelujah praise God somebody worship the Lord this morning somebody give God praise this morning somebody give God glory in the house of the Lord today Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Apostle Paul has given these writings that we have read this morning. The Apostle Paul was one that faced trials. Anybody that's ever read about his life, just a little bit in the Word of God, you can find he was a great man of God, but you can also find that he fought the beast of Ephesus. You can also find that he had a thorn in the flesh. Have you ever had something that, that no matter, no matter how much you prayed, no matter how much you worshiped, no matter how faithful that you was, there was always a thorn in the flesh. It was there every time you turned around, every time you tried to do something good, every, try, every time you tried to go above it, there was always something there trying to pull you back down. The Apostle Paul said, I sought the Lord thrice that He would remove it. And when I sought Him the third time, He said, Paul, He said, I'm not going to move your thorn in the flesh, but this word that I want you to have today is that my grace is sufficient 
sufficient. Amen. My grace is sufficient. That means that no matter what comes along, Paul, my grace is still sufficient. What God was saying was, it doesn't matter the disappointments. It doesn't matter the heartache. It doesn't matter the struggle. With all that is going on in your mind and in your spirit, my grace is still sufficient. There's still enough. There's still enough of God. There's still enough deliverance. There's still enough help. There's still enough strength. Just get in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We find in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 22 through 29, it talks about some of the apostles' hardships. He said, are they Hebrews? So am I. People was accusing him. They were falsely accusing him. Trying to tell him who he was and who he was not. He said, are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prison more frequent, in death oft. Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day have I been in the deep. In journeys often. In perils of water. In perils of robbers. In perils of mine own countrymen. In perils by the heathen. In perils in the city. In perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides those things that are without. Those things are coming against me from the outside. It's that which cometh upon me daily. And this is the inside. The care of all the churches. Then he changes after this sad story. And he says, who is weak? He said, you want to talk about your problems? You want to talk about your distresses? You want to talk about your shortcomings? You want to talk about your heartaches? You want to talk about the times that you didn't get what you wanted? You want to talk about the times you feel like that you didn't get your prayer answered? Man, you're talking to a man that was preaching in Jesus' name. God filling people with the Holy Ghost. They grab him off the street, take him out, beat him, and throw him in prison. Now, I want to tell you, if that was some of us today, we'd be sitting in a corner, sucking our big fat thumb, having a pity party, and saying, Whoa, it's me. God, I've done everything that I can. And some of us, a flat tire, keep us out of the house of God. 
Some of us, because we're tired, will keep us away from the house of God. Some of us, because the preacher preaches too long, keep us away from the house of God. Some of us, because we just got to go to work on Monday morning, will keep us out of the house of God. And here Paul is saying, man, I've been beaten. I've been stoned. I've been left for dead. I've been shipwrecked. We didn't get the job promotion that we wanted. I think I'll just quit church. We didn't get the vehicle that we wanted. I think I'm done. I don't understand. So and so can have a new one, but I can't have a new one. <clears throat> My house only has 3,000 square feet and they live in a 4,000 square foot home. They have a swimming pool and I don't have one. God don't love me. God don't care about me. I can't have what everybody... Their kids wear nice clothes and my kids don't wear nice clothes. Their kids shop at Dillard's and I shop at Walmart. I did hear that Walmart is the best bargain for going back to school clothes. Stay out of Target. <coughs> that was for my wife. Go to Walmart. But... <coughs> But this is, all, this is all my problems, man. I've got it bad. I've got it tough. I've got it rough. Paul said, man, so they beat me with rods. You know what I did that night when I got in jail? I just started singing to God. Ooh, I don't know if I could do that or not. I certainly don't want to have to try. Oh, man, something didn't go my way, but... But I tell you what I did, I just kept on a preaching. I got run out of a couple of towns, but you know what I did? I shook the dust off my feet. I went to the next town. I invited them to church, and they embarrassed me, so I can't go do that no more. I knocked on the door, and somebody slammed it in my face, so I'm just not going to do that anymore. The Apostle Paul went to preach as great and powerful as he was. They run him out of town. You know what he done? He went to the next town. Amen. Because it's not God's fault. Opposition is going to come against you. But if you could ever get in your mind and in your heart and in your spirit that no weapon, no weapon, no weapon that is formed against thee is going to prosper. See, this is what the Scripture, Isaiah, was trying to tell the children of Israel. I know you've been in captivity. I know you've faced hard times. I know the enemy has stole from you. I know they burn out your homes. I know they burnt your city. But you've got to get the mindset. You've got to get it down in your heart and in your spirit that no weapon that is formed against me is going to prosper. Why? Because I'm a child of the King. How do I know it? Because I know who my daddy is. How do I know it? I know where I was born. How do I know it? I know what name I was buried in. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. No weapon. And all of these things 
You know, there is some that the Apostle Paul left out. We don't know how many that he left out, but I do know of one that he left out. He did not say anything about the night he got off of the ship after it was busted in pieces. And they had grabbed pieces of the ship and floated and struggled and got to an island. They got to that island and they were cold. Hardship. Many days they had been journeying in the darkness. Did not know where they were. The Apostle Paul said there was barbarians on that island. When he got on the island, they started building a fire. The Apostle Paul began to gather sticks. And when he picked up a stick, there was a viper that latched on to him and was hanging on him. The people seen the viper hanging on him and said, He's a murderer. He's an evil man because the gods has allowed him to escape the sea. And now the viper has bitten him. Paul looks at the viper and shakes the viper off into the fire. And he gathers up more sticks. You going to quit what you're doing? No. I'm just going to throw that weapon back in the fire from which it came out. Some of us glamorize the weapons that the enemy has come against us with. We look at them and say, oh, how marvelous. Oh, the devil's really come up with a good one now. The devil's really got a good one after me now. He's hurting me now. Oh, it's over now. And we're glamorizing the weapon. And Paul looked at the viper that was deadly. The islanders knew that this, this viper was a deadly viper. And he takes the viper and he throws it into the fire. And they're all standing said, he's going to die. He's going to fall over any minute. There's some of you that people around you said, it's over. This is going to get them. This is going to be the ending. This is going to be their doing end. This, this is it. They won't ever make it over this. They won't ever make it past this. It's up to you to get in the mind and in your spirit that no weapon, no weapon, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. We read that like it says and we say no weapon formed against thee. And we believe it for everybody else, but I want you to take it to yourself today and say no weapon that is formed against me is going to prosper. When the adversary attacks your health, no weapon that is formed against me is going to prosper. The devil is squeezing the very life out of your existence, but no, no weapon that is formed against me is going to prosper. The devil comes in and attacks your home and your family, but no weapon that is formed against me is going to prosper.
I know some of you are fighting heartache and disappointment. Amen. And wondering why should this happen to me? I cannot explain that. But I do have a word from God this morning. Amen. And God has spoken to my heart and to my soul to just stop by and preach to you and remind you that no weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon. Can you hear me today? No weapon that is formed against you is going to prosper it cannot destroy you it cannot hurt you why because I'm a child of God I'm a child of God I put my faith I put my hope I put my confidence I put my trust in Jesus let's all stand this morning hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's reach out to the Lord. Let's lift our hands, lift our voice right now. I believe God's trying to minister to someone's heart and someone's soul today. God's trying to wake you up and help you to realize who you are, where you come from, and what you put your faith in. It's not put in chariots. It's not put in the things of this world. But your faith has been put in God. And God will not fail you. God will not leave you. God will not forsake you. Because he said, no weapon that is formed against you is going to prosper. Nothing. Can you say that with me? Nothing. We all hurt. We all go through discouraging times. There's times when we all go through a period of time where we can't sleep and we toss and turn and wonder why. How come? Where did I go wrong? Where did I mess up? It's just because life happens to us all. But no weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon. Are you saying nothing? I'm saying nothing at all can destroy you when you've got your faith and your confidence. In God. Can I remind you today that the anchor still holds. Your life may be rocking and rolling right now. But the anchor still holds. This is what I place my trust in. This is what I've got my confidence in. This is what I believe in. Help me pray. I believe God's trying to talk to someone today, church. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I want you right now, if you're going through a trial of your life, I want you to step out by faith. I want you to step out in the aisle. I want you to make your way to this front. Lift your hands toward heaven. And I want you to say it, and I want you to say it out loud where the devil can hear it. No weapon. No weapon that is formed against me is going to prosper. You need to say it in your mind. You need to say it with your voice. You need to cry it loud with your spirit. Devil, I want you to hear it. It's not over. It's not done. God is a miracle worker. God's able to help me. God's able to strengthen me. God's able to make a way where there seemeth to be no way. Because no weapon that is formed against me is ever going to prosper. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Reach out to God. Come on, saints of God. Cry out to Him right now. Amen. Brother, put your arm around a brother. Sister, put your arm around a sister. Amen. Let's pray for one another right now. Let's help somebody today. God is in the house right now. God is here to help you today. God is here to strengthen you today. God is here to encourage you today. God is here to put His arms around you and just whisper in your ear, everything's going to be alright. Everything's going to be alright. You're going to make it. It's not over. It's not done. You're a child of the King. You're going to survive this problem. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, church. Let a cry go forth from heaven right now. Oh, let a cry go forth from heaven right now. Oh, let's touch the Lord today. Hallelujah. Through it all, I've learned to depend upon His Word. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. And I've learned to trust in God Through it all Through it all I've learned oh, Come on to church, reach out to the Lord Come on church, touch God right now The Holy Ghost is in this place right now The Holy Ghost is in this place Come on ladies Come on, help us pray this morning. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, I believe you. Oh, I've learned to depend upon His Word. Through it all. Through it all. Hallelujah. Trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God through it all. Through it all, I've learned to depend upon His word.
I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all. Through it all. I've learned to depend upon His Word. Trust in Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, church. Come on, church. Let's reach out to God. Let's reach out to God today. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, work right now. Work right now, God. Jesus, love me. And I don't know why he cares. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad. I'm so glad he did. I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why he cared. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad, so glad he did. 